0: Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the stay at home episode. So, um Yeah, I I don't know. I I went back and forth um about whether or not I should do an episode on on the pandemic, on the quarantine, because I'll be honest, I didn't know if I had the words to say, and it's such a highly charged debate with people who are still living their lives like nothing's happening, and then also for the people who are like, no, I'm staying at home, I'm trying to flatten the curve, I'm, you know, physical distancing, Um, and so I didn't know what to do, And, and I think there's a lot of people who you're kind of like in that thing where... Everything that you say almost feels wrong unless you're talking to people <laughs> it's kind of like politics. Um, sometimes it feels like everything feels um, wrong if you're talking to the wrong person and then it just ends up into some kind of fight. so um, we're not fighting, <laughs> but i I have to be honest i'm I'm really kind of shook in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, so I live in in Nashville, Tennessee. Earlier this month, we were hit by two deadly tornadoes. And so that was about a week and a half maybe almost 2 weeks before the national emergency was declared. And um so we were reeling, you know? So like when we already were going to the stores, like The hygiene stuff was gone. There were a lot of things that were gone. Toilet paper was already kind of becoming a little bit of a thing, um, and of it being gone. Um, So then when the national emergency was declared, you know, you still see people. Like, I remember I I went to the store because I was like, oh no, and you know, everybody was trying to keep a distance and but everybody was just kind of panicked i went to the store i actually needed things um but i remember trying to do an online order and it said it would be a few days and i knew i was like something like this is bad just as far as like resources um and it had already been fresh on my mind uh because of the tornado and like, oh my gosh, I don't even have like emergency supplies. Like that we, um, I mean, I had friends who didn't have electricity for a week after the tornado and they had generators that were just running, um, at certain hours of the day or whatever, so that they could have like a little bit of something maybe to like heat some food up or it's just crazy. It already felt a little bit, um, apocalyptic and there's neighborhoods still in Nashville that now construction and all of that stuff has stopped. Now the rebuilding has stopped. Um, So it's just, it's a a weird time, right? But I remember going to the store on that day of that when the national emergency was declared and I wasn't panic buying like I knew I was like okay I need to get some things that can last for a while can whatever so I wasn't panic buying however when you go to the store and I'm sure you've had this experience as a lot of people have when you go to the store and you see empty shelves then you panic and then you are like oh my gosh I have to get like whatever I can and it was interesting how some uh, products were kept over others, but, um, you know, in the, in the weeks after, I guess it's been about over two weeks now. Um, I, I recently had to go to the store. It made me very nervous, but, um, I actually wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get groceries delivered. (sighs) Um, it's a whole different thing, but, so I went to the store. It was a one in, one out situation. Everyone's keeping their distance. So I felt like, okay, like this is this is going to be all right. And then I went to my next store. I'm not going to call them out, but I love this store and you love this store and when you go to this store, you probably spend $200 when you really just meant to spend 20. You probably know what store I'm talking about. I'm not going to put them on blast, but um I had my, I was keeping my distance. I was in line. They have X's on the ground of like where people should stand. And I was just being extra cautious. Okay. I was just being extra, you know, aware. I was like, I, first of all, I don't want to get sick. But second of all, like you, most people are asymptomatic. I'd been in quarantine for two weeks. Okay. But, um, self quarantine, but, um, you just don't know. You just don't know. And I think that it's just better. And even for other people to feel respected of like, I'm going to keep my physical distance. But there were other people in line who like were still crammed together like they were before this whole thing blew out. Right. They're like right on top of each other. And so I'm keeping my distance. And one of the people who works there. Yeah, you're about to get you're about to hear real sassy, Amanda. Um, One of the people who works there walks by and says, you know, she says it's six feet like and she points to the um, the marks on the ground. Mind you, I left a mark in between me and the person in front of me. So technically there was 12 feet because there was just too many people in front. So if somebody backed up, we don't need to just have everybody back up to keep the actual physical distance. But she decided to call me out because I actually was keeping more distance than anyone else. And nobody was behind me. And nobody, okay, so she tells me, and listen, I wanna say that I think, and I have worked retail, I have worked in stores, I have been a cashier up at the front. I know the stress and like, I cannot imagine the stress that people who are working, feel right now to have to show up to work every day. Um I mean there is hazard pay for some select places but still it's a stressful time. I understand that. But I was minding my own business and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and then she decides to tell me that tell me about the marks and point to where I need to stand and I got pissed. I got so And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, do you want to go ahead and tell all of the people in front of us where they need to be standing? Because nobody's minding their business. Nobody's doing what, doing their part. I did get a little bit loud. I did. And, um, but in my defense, this woman looked like she, if she wasn't working it. listen, you know, those people who you work with who like aren't doing anything and they just decide that they need to tell everybody else what they need to be doing, but they're, they just need to mind their business. Right. Um, Like, I wasn't coming in contact with people. You know, I'm holding this basket that's heavy because I was like, I, sh- I should probably just get extras of a couple of things just so I don't have to come back, you know, and trying to do that. And I'm just standing there being patient. And then you get kind of called out. And it was just annoying because... Here, I feel like I'm doing my part and I'm being extra cautious, and you still get attacked. (laughs) Like, you still get called out. And I was just like, not having it. But another thing that happened um, over this weekend, you know, I, like I said, um, I had been self quarantined. um, You know, I'm still keeping my distance. And and I hadn't actually been outside of my um, building in that whole time, like those two weeks. Um, besides going to the store, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go for a walk. And you know, I live in a pretty busy part of town, but for the most part, um, I haven't really seen anybody out. And there's a a pretty big park by me. And as I was walking, I was like, okay. It doesn't look like anyone's there. It was pretty early. I was like, it doesn't look like anyone's there. I think I'm going to just go try to walk the trail just a little bit and then get get out of there. Because also, um, there was a woman in the Bay Area who was on a trail. I think it was San Jose. And she came across this teenage boy who I guess was r- really close to her. Um, And she asked him to step back where then his dad came. And I think I know he like I think he tried to trip her. Um, They called her bad names. They were coughing on her. And then the mom or the girlfriend um, smacked the woman in the back of the head and smacked her phone out of her hand. And uh, (laughs) I mean, just so many things. Just so, so many things. Um, so I was already a little bit weary, but I was like, you know, I'm out. Hopefully it doesn't look like anyone else is there. If I just walk this trail, everybody's keeping their distance, right? Everybody else will like, I mean, I should have known from, I just gone to the store and where nobody was keeping their distance as they're checking out. Um, but I get on this. I get on this small little walkway, and there's. And I only see maybe a handful of people, and so I was like, okay, cool. And so there's this couple who's coming at me, gonna pass me. We have plenty of room, right? And I remember I noticed the guy because he was wearing flip flops, and I think flip flops are just gross. Like if you're not at the beach or something, like I just I'm not into it. Um. Like, if you wear them around your house or whatever, just, like, as house shoes, that's fine. I mean, whatever. But out in public and men with flip-flops, I don't know. I have a thing with it. But, so, I'm minding my business. It looks like they're going to just pass. They're going to whatever. All of a sudden, like, and there's, you know, at some parks they have, like, signs. You know, if you're at a park that's, like, bigger or something, maybe they have signs of, like, workouts or... We used to have a, a park where it had like all of this exercise equipment throughout it um, in my hometown. And uh, so that's why I thought of that because now I'm like, I don't know that parks around here actually have that. But anyway, but it was just – there was a sign that um it had some historical stuff about it or whatever – and so I'm passing this sign and it's on like my right. These people are on my left. And all of a sudden this dude decides to cut away from his girlfriend and like has to come over and look at this sign, but has to cross right in front of me. And I kind of freaked out. And the girlfriend looks like, oh my gosh, like what are you doing? Um, And I want to be clear. It was like there was no reason for him to all of a sudden cut across. It was so abrupt. It was... And, you know, you can't, like, assign attention to other people. But I felt like it was more of, like, I need someone to see me. Because I wasn't looking at people. I wasn't doing anything. The way in which he cut across women, like, no. Like, as a woman, like, you know when someone is, like, purposely trying to get into your sightline, Especially a big man. Like, you you know what that dominance is. Like, you know what that feels like. So, anyway, I was just, like, I got to get the fuck out out of here. Like I was done because right after I was freaked out. So I'm still kind of walking. I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. And there's only a few entrances in and out. And then people are just like, and then it got crazy. Like people are just like still running and they'll like run right next to you or run, you know, like around you and whatever. And then it just, it got to be too much. And I was like, I got to go the, I got to go the fuck home. And, and this is this is why you can't be out right now because the truth is is that like I got home and I was just like trying to process like how angry I was you know about just some of these small things because I feel like I've been trying to do my part you know I've been trying to um to flatten the curve you know I I stay home not just for myself, I mean, for myself, but not just for myself, but for the people who have diabetes, um, for the people who have, I mean, I also like grew up with asthma, so I am actually a vulnerable population, but, um, I mean, for the people who have like lung and, you know, heart disease, I mean, if you've had, um, cancer, even if it's in remission, you are a vulnerable population. And, you know, people talk about like, oh, the elderly, you know, oh, it's only if you have underlying symptoms. I'm just going to say this. It's really shitty if you just throw that out there. Like, those people don't deserve to live. Like, it's just a given that those people are going to die because um, early this morning, and this is when this episode is coming out, um, Joe Diffie, Passed away from complications of coronavirus. And if you don't know, Joe Diffie is like a grand old Opry member, um, huge country legend. Um, I grew up listening to Joe Diffie. Um, he's probably one of my my all time favorite artists, and he's very country honky tonk. Like, but he is so good, and his stories were so good, and they. I just, yeah because country music is about storytelling. But, um, and it said because of underlying conditions and he was 61. So, you know, you think about that of like some people who, and I don't know what, you know, and you don't know um the co- the contact that certain people had or whatever, but I just think about that like, okay, so if he wouldn't have contracted Corona, he most likely would have, Lived. And that seems a bit obvious, but I think for some people it's not because I and i have really tried to measure myself in how i respond to some of this stuff and sure somebody could say to me, "Well, Amanda, you shouldn't have gone to the, you know, gone walking on that trail in the park. You shouldn't have done that." Um, but i was doing my job of physical distancing, right? Like i was had went with every intention. I there was an older couple on the path. There was like a a part where two paths go into one. I saw an older couple on the path. They weren't walking next to each other, but they were walking behind one another. I knew they were together. I stopped and I waited. And I waited a good bit to give them some space. And then I continued my walk. But, and you know, I'm sure that there's also people who are like, oh, but you shouldn't even be going out to the store. You should just be getting it delivered. Uh, You know, with that, like it's not always possible. I mean, and then you think too, like, well, is delivery any better than going to the store? Somebody would still be handling your stuff. And then you're also putting the delivery people at risk. And that's a whole thing. Um, I just saw that or heard that Instacart and Amazon workers are going on strike be- because they want hazard pay. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things. And But if your intention isn't just to go out and like still live your life and, you know, you're, you have your, um. like when I went to the store the other day at the grocery store, they had pre-sanitized carts ready for you so you could just go. And there w- were enough people not in there that it made it easy and for the most part if you were down on an aisle someone would just look be like fuck it for now go to another thing you'd see them later but everybody was keeping their distance but so in theory if other people were doing their part like essential stuff like that or even walking on a trail at a park in theory it would be okay but then you see stuff like, and and I'm call I'm calling people out, okay? Um, but you see people like in the beaches in California, and I'm from California, so I feel like I can say this because it really pisses me off. Um, people at the beach looking like it's a regular summer day. There is no physical distance between anybody. Everybody just looks like they're you know having you know spring break. Guess what? This isn't. I'm sorry. I really feel bad for a lot of the kids who like, uh, it's their senior year or, it, I mean, it. there's a lot of social things. You forget how social we are as human beings. People talk about us, um, you know, being so caught up in our phones and technology. And I think something like this makes you realize how much social interaction you actually have, even if it's on a micro level. I feel bad for the the kids you know who is their senior year, or if you 're planning a wedding, oh my gosh um, but this isn 't the time you know i 'm i 'm sorry, but this just isn 't the time, and you can 't go on and keep living like nothing is really happening I mean, in the sense of like i 'm still going to go and party and live my life i 'm still going to go and do this and live my life because the gravity of what is happening uh, apparently has not hit some people, and it makes it makes me upset because I'm sitting at home. The one time I decide to go on a walk, now I'm never gonna go on a walk, just because other people are selfish and they can't keep a physical distance. <clears throat> That was just a cough because my throat's dry because I've been talking for a minute, but I'm going to take a sip of coffee. But, so I think that's even more of a reason of like to stay home, stay at home. Like I, I just, it's crazy to me that you have to say that to some people. And I get it. It it's it sucks, right? You're like, oh man, I have to stay at home. I mean, listen, this isn't the first time I've been quarantined. Um when I was younger, there was an an instance where they didn't know what was um I had an illness, illness that they didn't know what it was. So I was quarantined for two weeks. And we were hyper vigilant. Um I had to enter into it turned out to be this really weird skin thing I don't know um but we had to take a separate entrance to the hospital you know and we had to be very mindful and um the doctors and the nursing staff and everything and I get that's one case and like now it's like it's a pandemic so um Man, I got this, like, really dried out my throat. Hold on one second. You're like, I don't need you slurping in my ear, but you know what? That's what you're going to get today, um, and you still love me. But I but I think about that. Like, I had to do my part. My mom and my family, like, we had to do our part. My mom had to stay home with me for two weeks. Um. And then, and my dad and my, my stepmom, you know, brought groceries and they brought things and, you know, like it was, and we had limited time, like I didn't have contact with them. Like we didn't touch or anything, um, because we didn't know what this thing was, but you know, it, everybody was doing their part and, I think what really bugs me, uh, when you still see people who are out and they're like, oh, you know, you can, you, you see stuff like at the parks and you see these social graphics and it's like, you can still go to a park, but keep a physical distance. That doesn't matter if this dude in flip-flops is trying to come at me and I, I can't do anything. Um, so I really do believe that we are safer at home. Yeah. um. You know, we're going to have to, we all have to find our own ways to cope, but this thing isn't going away, and I just, I really, really, really hope that you're staying safe. Um, It's hard to not come across as preachy, but the, the biggest thing why I get so passionate about this is it's... It's not worth dying over. Like, this little bit of freedom that you are, you know, you, you, people are so hell-bent on keeping. It's not worth dying over or killing someone else. Because most people who are healthy and who aren't going to experience so much of the symptoms are going to give it to someone else because they're asymptomatic. So, you, may think, you might think that, oh, you know, well, it's not really gonna affect me. So, I'm just gonna go to the beach. And then uh, I would highly recommend, if you're not, sh- if you still are unsure of how pandemics spread, that you watch it's a show on Netflix called Explained, and they have an episode on pandemics. And the crazy thing is Bill Gates has been sounding the alarm as well as other scientists and researchers for years that we are not ready for a pandemic. But they go through how it actually spreads and they use SARS as an example. So I would highly recommend that you watch that so you can understand how it gets, how people get it. The first reported case of coronavirus that was not related to someone traveling is from my hometown. So this has been fresh on my mind for a while. So I've known the gravity of like, oh shit, like this could just, you don't know. Again, it's just a cough from me having been talking so much, Um, but Oh, And also, I mean, side note, allergies. Like, it's crazy. I, I think that was also something that messed me up. And I was like, I ain't going outside because I'd taken my allergy medicine anyway because I'd been like a little bit sneezy and stuff and went out yesterday and it was so windy. Yeah, bad news. It really messed me up. So nothing else. Allergies should just keep you inside. But um. I just want us to remember as a whole that this will pass, but to the degree that we know like how much we will be impacted or whatever, like we still don't know that, right? So we're all still like, you're just living in uncertainty and you're just hoping you have enough toilet paper to get you through. Um, But... I want to say that I hope that you are safe and that that you know that at some point it's going to be okay. But maybe, even if you are someone who is aware of physical distancing, who is aware of all of this stuff... It might not be worth it to go outside if other people aren't exhibiting that same thing. If other people aren't doing their part, you doing your part has no impact. So, you know, like most things, I mean, I don't have, I don't have all of the answers, but that was just a thought I had of like, wow, you could be doing everything in your power to stop the spread. But if other people don't show up too, it doesn't matter. And you know, right now, it. I don't care about um, going out to eat. Although, if you want to, I know you've seen this. If you want to support your local restaurants, if you're able to, a lot of people have lost work um, already. So they're like, I can't. (laughs) I can't buy a gift card. Um, I get it. We all show up how we can, but I mean, there's gift cards. They're you know they're doing delivery, takeout, whatever. Um, there's multitude. Uh, there's a multitude of things that you can do, but, um, you know, I you just have to make sure that you're you're taking care of yourself, and like I said, the short amount of freedom that you lose over this time. It's not worth dying over. And that sounds so dramatic, but I think that people just aren't, there are people who just aren't getting it. And so maybe you know people in your life who you're like, yeah, I totally understand. And we can't control what other people do, but we can control what we do, right? We can control like how we react. So for me, it's like, nah, that's a hard stop. You ain't catching me anywhere. I, I even have some people who are like, "Well, you know, I'm not symptomatic, so if you want to come over, hail no, hail no. I don't even care if we are six feet about Like, I just it freaks me out. Why? Why? Um, and and then you're like, oh, but you went to the store. Listen, <laughs> that was you know that's an essential thing, and I had my hand wipes, and I had my things, and I had my you know and. It's a big enough space so you had some room. And for the most part, people, I was doing my part. Actually, people didn't get around me. You want to know why? I think a little bit of it was because a bug, this is a side note, but you you know what this is. You know how I roll. Um, a bug had flown into my eye before I went into that store where the worker yelled at me, which is probably why she yelled at me. And so I touched my eye. I know I'm not, you're not supposed to touch your face, but I was like, oh my gosh, there's a bug in my eye. And I had hand sanitizer or whatever afterwards, so I was like, okay, I'm going to just get this bug out of my eye. And then it made it red, because that's what touching your eye does. And um, then... I was like, shoot, I don't have my eye drops. So I had a red eye going into this store. So I'm pretty sure that's probably why the woman thought, whatever. I was like, yo, it's allergies. Like, and overall, like it's, it was a bug that flew in my eye. But um, anyway, <sighs> Zen, Zen. But the moral of this story is, is that we can't control what other people do so stay home for real like stay at home (laughs) just don't even worry about it like if you do have to go to the store I feel like the store is a little for some reason the stores are a little bit safer um for the most part and you know the rest of it like I just don't think it's worth it I'm like I ain't you, you're not going to catch me most places. No, I I would rather feel cooped up in here than like go out and, you know, assume that everyone else is going to respect my boundaries as well as their own and then come back feeling more stressed, um, higher levels of anxiety. Like it's just not worth it. It just isn't worth it. So I hope you're staying safe. I hope that in this time you're able to um get some maybe clarity of um <clears throat> of, good grief. And, oh, I know you're like, oh my gosh, are you sure that you don't have corona from when that guy jumped in front of you? I'm not taking that lightly, but... I know someone 's probably thinking that I promise it's not um, but I hope that in this time you you gain some kind of clarity of you know what you what it is that you really want um, I found that it 's become a bigger space of reflection it 's become something that um, has just given me also insight into how other people are. Um, I, I think it's a wild time to really learn the truth about people and what they think are priorities. And, and not in like a, like I said, it's kind of a judgmental, I don't know. But like not in a judgmental, like not being judgmental, but just like a curiosity of like, Oh, okay, it's still really important for you to. Um, I'm not gonna go down that thing because my example was gonna be bad, and what I was actually thinking is not that same thing. Um, you know, but I found that by staying at home, I really learned who some of my like my good friends are—the people who you you talk to more, the people who check up on you, or you plan phone dates with, or. Um, you know, you you're FaceTiming with more, like you it just it kind of like puts a lot of things into perspective when you're only given limited time or interactions with people, you just have to be more creative. And I think a lot of us have found that. So I hope that this time at home just gives you perspective about the things that are important, you know, what kinds of things that you really want to invest your time in, the things that will light you up um I, I none of us have any time for a drain right now, right? You don't need to do anything that it's gonna suck your energy so just lean into that. Um, and know that I am here. Um, you will notice over the next few weeks, I don't know I might do another episode. we'll see. Um, but the big thing for me with all of this is that I didn't know if I wanted to, like I said at the beginning, like I didn't know if I had the words to address this, but then I also didn't know if you wanted to hear this again. Like I didn't know if, you know, we're just so bombarded with all of these messages of what we should do, of what we shouldn't do, yada, 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 that sometimes you just need a break. But so you will notice over the next few weeks that like I've actually the rest of the season is already recorded so that's just going out automatically and I'm going to keep that but I may have some more episodes specifically about this and they will just be bonus episodes just extra listening um but yeah I hope you're safe I hope you're well um as always you can find me at amandapollock.com. I'm really curious like how you're dealing with this, how you're um, adjusting to everything and how you're making the most of staying at home. Uh, It's it's kind of fun to hear like what other people are doing. I have a friend who is like doing surprise FaceTimes (laughs) with like random people. So um, we all are just doing our doing our best um, and we can't control other people. we can only control ourselves. So with that, um, thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to be with you soon.